Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to So I Got to Thinking, a weekly podcast which attempts to answer the soul-searching questions set out by fictional journalist Carrie Bradshaw in the HBO series Sex and the City. Each week, Dylan Jones, funky spunk, and myself, <laughs> Juno Dawson, hint a mint, will ask if Carrie's musings are still relevant for today. Where are we up to, Dylan? We are up to episode three, series one, episode three, Bay of Married Pigs. Let's do a quick plot synopsis. Um, our episode starts with intrepid Carrie, still dressed like your mum at this point. Oh, yeah, in the three-quarter lengths. And the bucket hat. And the bucket the, hat. Just the bucket. I mean, if we were keeping track of the worst outfits Carrie wears, the bucket hat has to be right up and there. And did you notice the weird walk that she has in this episode as well? She is walking <laughs> like she's been on a yoga ball, yeah. is how I would describe it. Maybe her. she had. Maybe this was the start of Sarah Jessica Parker's kind of aerobics mission. Yoga phase, yoga kills. Yeah. <laughs> and Carrie has, it's our first um, sojourn to the Hamptons and we were to obviously return there numerous times over the season. Yeah. And she goes to stay with a married couple when she is then sexually assaulted. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I was wondering what you were going to say about that. Um, Woke Charlotte, is it too soon for Woke Charlotte? I think let's bring in Woke Charlotte, the concept from At Every Outfit on Sex and the City, which is an Instagram account which suggests if Charlotte had been much more woke, what she would have made of their adventures. Mm -hmm. And Peter, Peter, well, how to describe it? Exposes himself to her. He flashes her (laughs) and then just stands there. Um, And what shocked me was just like, how matter of fact she was at dinner the next day being like, oh, yeah, like he just... And then someone was like, well, did he want to fuck you? And she was like, I don't know. Like, she was just very blasé about it. Well, I think Um, because she suggests it wasn't sexual. So to put it in context, Peter claims he was going to the bathroom in the morning in a T-shirt, but no underwear, which is particularly unsettling. Had he been naked, understandable. But the, it's the fact that he bothered to dress the top half, but, but not, and that's a very unsexy look on any man. Actually. And you just, you just wouldn't do that, would you? If you had like a friend, and not a close friend, but if you had like your wife's friend was staying over, you would put some pants on. Which is what <laughs> makes me think possibly Peter is a a chance flasher, as it were, that mm. he seized upon the moment to flash Carrie. 
Um, <clears throat> and Carrie, when she tells Peter's wife, whose name I've completely forgotten and haven't written in my notes, um, she's bundled back onto the Jitney, I believe um, they call the, the bus. Jitney. The Jitney, yep. back to Manhattan, where she recounts the tale to, to her friends over brunch. That scene made way for one of my favourite lines in the whole show, which is, <laughs> did Carrie see your dick in the hall? <laughs> Peter, just, baby. Just so blunt. Um, which yeah. which does also say, just maybe it's happened before as well. Yeah, and he's I shown got, other people his dick. I got the impression that that was the case. And which is later... Um, Samantha later describes when I'm very drunk it's what is it a big peppermill dick big peppermill dick yeah. big peppermill dick <laughs> um, may, may I say congratulations yeah. again Carrie missing the point yeah completely in, missing the point in the sexual assault dick size takes priority over whether you've been assaulted or being not being flashed <laughs> but the point and so what we do each week is we attempt to as modern millennial people spoilers both Dylan and I have had sex we both live in cities yes. different cities yeah. but cities nonetheless we are answering Carrie's questions and the question that we get to and it's funny because even three episodes in there is now very much a structure where Carrie sets the question and then answers it yeah. and the question this week was is there a war between singles and couples. Yeah. And Dylan and I will, will now attempt to answer this query <laughs> for 2019. And I think this one, so last week's was about models and it was all a bit ridiculous because most of us won't encounter models in daily life. Whereas this one, I think, is a pertinent and valid yeah. question still. Yeah, it is. And it pr probably always will be. Or yeah. at least until we all die in 10 years from global warming from, from um, the extinction but that's a different yeah. podcast for a different time yeah one did, <laughs> did carry deal with the apocalypse i don't think that was one but um but this puts it in a different context and exactly and this is why we're answering her questions now because we have a different context um yeah. so for for in you know in for <clears throat> pure um transparency um i am in a committed relationship, but then I've only been I've only been with my partner for about a year. So yeah. up until that, I was steadfastly single for nearly all of my thirties. So I think I am I'm able today to speak on behalf of both the coupled and the married. Yeah, and I was going to ask you actually, what is how are you navigating being fairly recently in a relationship? Because I know that I I've been in, in a long term relationship for coming up to four years now wow. and I know that I when it first happened because I wasn't really used to it I'd had a few in the past when it first happened I was so conscious of like not being that person who like disappears never sees their friends puts couple photos on Instagram um yeah what what do you and I'm not saying you are that person <laughs> <laughs> you would be right to say I was that person it would be a fair read I don't think you I don't think you are and that's not what I meant but yeah I was just wondering what is going what yeah, what what is going through your head? Well, it's tough because, of course, you know, I'm really in love with my partner. I'm not, I won't name him because a lot of quite, a lot, I get some flack on the internet being a trans <laughs> woman on the internet and I don't want him to get any of it. Um, but, you know, we are still very much in that first flush of love. You know, we're mm. talking about getting a flat and it's all really exciting. And you kind of, you know, that that's the problem with social media and something Carrie didn't have to contend with is of course you want to put your best foot forward. So when, you know, luckily we we haven't really had any sort of dark days or rough patches. But when it when things haven't been as smooth sailing, of course I don't talk about that on social media. Yeah, and you wouldn't, would the, you? The bits you put on social media is is when you're on 
holiday. I mean, when we've had a couple of couples weekends away and we're off on holiday next week as well. So just brace yourself for the Thailand episode. <laughs> but it's hard to not look like a smug married. And that was obviously the Bridget Jones term for. And, and you, uh, yeah. you do sort of think, am I making people, is my relationship making other people feel bad? You know, and is the visibility of my relationship making single people feel bad? I think there's, um, and it makes sense that you think like that, because I think you're a very empathic, very nice person. I try. <laughs> Definitely a Slytherin, but I do try. <laughs> but I think there comes a point where, and I totally agree with you, we shouldn't make other people feel bad. Mm. But also, we should enjoy our lives as well. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I like to think that my social media similarly demonstrated how fun it is to be single. Yeah. And actually, I think, so this in that quite, the, this episode quite is quite black and white in that single people are wild and fun and having loads of sex and it's all very exciting. And then people in couples are quite staid and boring. And in, later in the episode, Carrie meets this quite dull man, I guess, who his thing is, he's the marrying guy. And he's one of those guys that really likes being in a relationship and wants to settle down. And I actually think that's true of my boyfriend as well. Clearly getting a girlfriend was really high on his list. Mm. Um, whereas it isn't for everyone. Um, and she goes to the party and she sees all oh, everybody stood around like Noah's Ark in twos. Yeah. And and she's like, oh my gosh, is this the future? Like these little sort of Stepford couples and and Carrie and Samantha really stand out as being this whole other species yeah. who are treated with suspicion if she if she thought that the Stepford couples were the future and if the writers of the show did as well, they were wrong. Of because course, yeah. the way things have gone is that kind of what's the word? Nuclear is that the word I'm looking for? Maybe. Yeah. That kind of nuclear binary idea of a relationship has become less of a thing now. And well, marriage that, yeah. has become less of a thing. Well, that's what I want to touch you about. Mm. Um are we allowed to go into the nitty-gritty of your relationship? Yes, yeah. So would it be fair to say that you are in an open relationship? Yeah. Now, this is a cool. So this is, I think, something that did not come up on Sex and the City in the whole At series, all. I was all. thinking, I've got it in my notes, so I was yeah. thinking about it as well. Um, and oh, it's, did it with Samantha? Well, actually, yes, because Richard Wright. Yeah. And, and obviously, in due course, we will get to Richard Wright. But it very quickly transpired that, actually, even though Samantha had always rallied against... He was the hotel against, guy. That's right. Yeah. He'd, um, Samantha had always rallied against monogamy, um, and I know monogamy comes up as a feature later this series, but um, Samantha very quickly realizes actually she does want monogamy. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's even a point, of course, where Samantha's briefly in a relationship with a woman. Mm. But um, an open relationship is something that Sex and the City didn't explore. But I think it's increasingly, you know, you when, you know, until I was with my partner, <clears throat> I you know, would go on Tinder and see people saying, I'm in an open polyamorous relationship. And yeah. that was that was straight people. Yeah. So I think, as was discussed through the, the filter of Stanford Blatch, we established really early on there are slightly different rules for gay men. Yeah. But I think even for straight people now, the, the notion of a polyamorous or an open relationship is now something that I think this show would have talked about if it were being made now. Yeah. And it's interesting, um, yeah, I think it would have, and I think it would have seemed weird if it hadn't. Yeah. Because um, it was a bit strange to me, what I thought was a strange line, so I wrote it down, was uh, Carrie's voiceover saying, single people give married friends titbits from their sexual escapades. Mm. Uh, 
most of the married couples I know give me tidbits from their sexual escapades with other people. Um, so that's something that's changed. But it's also something that I think it's fair to say is quite specific to the gay community. I don't know very many gay couples who aren't yeah. a little bit open or have certain get-out clauses. Yeah. Um, but also there's nothing wrong with being exclusive either. No, let's of say course. That. Let's yeah. say that as well. Well, I mean, my, my relationship is monogamous because... Because I did, the strange thing is, as I headed into my 30s, I did wonder how realistic monogamy was. But then, actually, my partner cannot deal with the notion of me being with other people. And actually, I'm so off my tits on estrogen and testosterone blockers (laughs) that actually, you know, having sex with my boyfriend is is enough. My sex drive is not where it used to be. So adding more into the mix. Oh, would be be wild. (laughs) No, oh my God, I have so much work on as well. You know, and my relationship is... My relation working on a relationship takes up a lot of time, and then my job takes up time. Yeah. I wouldn't have time to shag anybody else. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. I have some friends who, or friends of friends, who are in a thruple. And love it. So love it so much. And like, is it Derek Barry? <laughs> it is. No, it's not. Um, it's Will Smith. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I just, I again, just would wouldn't have to uh, like that. Must take a lot of emotional energy. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of careful emotional um, gymnastics. But I'm sure oh. it's great when you get it right. Do you and your partner have rules? We do. Mm-hmm. What are the rules? The rules are, well, I don't know, well, they're, they're pretty standard, actually. Mm. It's <sighs> no mutual friends or, like, no close friends because then it gets a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a big one, and this is probably something that a lot of people who are in open relationships will understand, is no dates, like, just just sex. Like, don't, like, sit and watch a movie with them. Don't spend the night... Um, it, I mean, to me, it's obvious to me. It might not be obvious to other people, but it's just don't cross that boundary and make it too coupley. Yeah, and it feels <clears throat> that if you were in a relationship and you felt you were missing out on something, is the writing on the wall for that relationship? Like mm. if you, if you felt you were sacrificing 
a huge thing. And, and to me, you know, sex feels like hunger. It's not something you can think too much about. It's you, yeah. you, you crave it. It's like food or drink. It's something that... Well, it is evolution, evolutionarily. Good word. It's, <laughs> it's food, water, sex... Shelter, warmth, pooing. Yeah, it's it's one of our it's one of our biggies, mm. and I think I think you know my partner between me and porn, he seems fairly satisfied, <laughs> and I'm down with that. So it feels like an open relationship to me is almost the answer to Carrie's question, which is if there is a war between singles and couples, then the answer would be well, what if there was a third way? What if it didn't have to be? Yeah. A or B. What does she conclude? She can, she gives quite a wet conclusion, I think, doesn't she? I can't remember exactly what it's it is. It's one of my favourite and most perplexing lines, which is she compares it's it like to the, the war, war in, in Northern Ireland. Yes, Carrie, it's exactly like the war in Northern Ireland. But so let's, let's unpick this, because it's so perplexing. And I did, I spent a good 15 minutes sat on my sofa last night. I gasped. Thinking. I gasped. Thinking, <laughs> how, but how, Carrie? How and what has what has North America been told about a civil war in Northern Ireland? So it was written by this episode was apart from that absolute clangor of a line. Mm. This episode was really well written. Yes, and it was written by I've forgotten her name, but she wrote Friends with Money, that movie with Jennifer Aniston, and she still writes. She writes like for Kimmy Schmidt, Nicole Holof Holofcina. Holofcina. Yeah, she's written loads of cool stuff, and she's clearly a good writer. So why that mad? Lion at the end. So let's let's try and ravel it. So the war in Northern Ireland is about Republicans versus loyalists. It's about the Irish and the British. And Carrie's conclusion is that we're all essentially the same. But of course, for the people of Northern Ireland, <laughs> fundamentally they weren't because... And that was the reason for the... Because there was the a difference war. in privilege in the way that different groups were being treated. Yeah. So I'm not sure Carrie fully understands... <laughs> What's going on in Northern ...the conflict in Northern Ireland. But then I think a lot of Americans probably don't. So That, that does seem... I think that's probably what um, is happening. One thing... So let's talk about gay stuff in it. Yes. Um, Interesting, just briefly, on when Stanford bumps into those two who uh, have had the civil part, have got the civil partnership oh, yeah. ring, and they want Carrie's eggs. Yeah, like that was that's a good example of, and this happened a lot in TV shows in that period. Was where being gay was the punchline. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, even gays are getting married. Like, Lol. As if it was, and he was like, "Who are you registered with?" And then they answered, and he was oh, like, "Oh, I was kidding." Yeah. Like, as if it was ridiculous that they were registered. Which at the time, I suppose it must have been a very new thing. Yeah. Um, And I suppose thinking about my American politics, it was that period where rights for gay people were swinging back and forth a lot. I mean, this was George W. Bush era America. End of the Clinton admin, beginning of the George W. Bush era, I'm guessing. I remember Prop, although this was quite a long time after, Mm. probably Prop 8. Just yeah. on and t- get like legalized, illegalized, legalized, illegalized. Because yeah, um, they were running away. They were talking about running away to Honolulu. I yeah, think the line. Um, oh, can we also talk about talk, speaking of gay stuff? I wanna, can we yeah. please talk about Miranda? I loved and it. Sid. I I actually love this little storyline. Yeah. And but part of me thinks like, what must have been going through Cynthia Nixon's head? Like, given that shit at the time, yeah. Was she, I was. I'm wondering. I looked it up, but I couldn't find whether she was out. Or, I imagine she was to the cast. She was still with her husband. Wow. They, they divorced during 
Wow. The filming. So. Because, of course, she, Cynthia Nixon, had a baby with her ex. Yeah, while, of course. While Sarah Jessica Parker was pregnant. I mean, perhaps she, perhaps there was nothing going through her head. Perhaps she wasn't gay then. Maybe she's bi. Yeah. Or maybe she's, yeah. I mean, what I love about Cynthia <clears throat> Nixon rarely talks about her sexuality. And I think, I think that's absolutely her shout. Yeah. Um, obviously, she's been with her partner now, her female partner for a very long time. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, A, what Miranda thinks a lesbian dress is like. Yeah. Brilliant. So in the in the plot, if you've not watched the episode, Miranda is accidentally assumed to be a lesbian by a co-worker. She does have short hair. It was the 90s. <laughs> um, and um, he sets her up with a woman called Sid at a baseball game. And Miranda recognises there might be certain benefits and privileges to being in a relationship, even if it's a gay relationship. Yeah. And so she slightly unfairly, then takes Sid along to a fancy dinner at her boss's house. Yeah. And she dresses like <laughs> how a child would draw a lesbian <laughs> in a double-breasted suit and tie, which um, is brilliant. But I, I thought the exchange between them was really sweet at the end when mm. Miranda just sort of tries it and, like, gives Sid a kiss. Mm -hmm. And then Miranda's like, no, I'm not gay. And Sid's like, no, you're definitely, definitely. not. <laughs> and I thought that kind of made it... Okay, because like mm. it was, yeah, it was a nice. It's one of it's one instance of Sex in the City getting it right. I think. Yeah, it was a nice little exchange. I wonder if because given that the show was being showrun by two gay men, yeah, if there was a conversation about should one of these four women be gay, mm. and I wonder if this is the point at which the show could have gone down that route and had Miranda figuring out her sexuality and coming out. Um, yeah. it would have it would have been a very different show, and obviously, it, would it very have. much changed. Miranda's character entirely and put her in a very different spin. But I think, knowing what I know about working in television and increasingly, you know, sitting down with the people making TV shows, it would now be expected that one of the four yes. would be gay or bi. Yeah. And obviously later on, Sam has a three-episode block. Yeah. But Sam's bisexuality or sexuality is never discussed ever again. Yeah. So it, And I don't think that would be true now either. So I, I think now, if Sex and the City had started in 2019, Miranda probably would have been. Um, and what will be interesting is, of course, now they're saying there's some possible revival of the show, looking at the love lives of women in their 50s. I would be really here for like a Mary Portis, Cynthia Nixon yeah, style story fair. about a woman whose long running marriage ends and then she has a relationship with a woman. Um, also, I feel like Samantha's, you're so right. And I feel like Samantha's character uh, in Sex and the City, she only sleeps with men pretty mm -hmm. much with the exception of Maria. Yeah. Uh, who's her lesbian relationship. But I think if it were the show now, if it were, were if it happened now, Sex and the City, she would be sleeping with like every few episodes it would be a woman or like a trans guy or like yeah. a trans woman. She'd just be, you know, like Samantha in this age would be with everyone. Just pansexual, she? yeah. yeah. I mean, I think once she's trisexual, which isn't a thing. But <laughs> the, yeah, so um, the other thing I wanted to quickly on. say about Cynthia Nixon, because I was <clears throat> saying I wondered whether she was out or not. I'm not sure if I imagined this but in the sex in the, in the movie the mm. first movie i thought because it was it came out just after she came out and there was a nice moment when her and carrie was sitting at valentine's dinner and the, the waitress assumed that they were a couple mm -hmm. and then they share this little look and it made me wonder if that was in honor of her kind of coming out and the, if the writers did that for her oh i hope so we that can go back nice to that to well, when we get to the film but was miranda right to bring it back to carrie's question because actually being in a couple does get you some privileges and not the ones that carrie 
felt that that notion of being sussed out or the suspicion of, oh, no, this this cuckoo is here to kick me out of the nest and steal my boyfriend, which mm. is a not really a narrative that we see a lot on television now because it feels quite old, old school. Yeah. But actually, literally, married couples get tax relief in this country. Yeah, we that's know weird, isn't it? We know benefits for being in a relationship. And I'd actually completely forgotten about that. Maybe I'll get married. Do it. Well, yeah, I mean, well, this is why, you know, we fought so hard for civil partnerships yeah. and then gay marriage because there are actual financial yeah. benefits. My partner and I had a trip to Ikea last week oh, and God. I realised, oh, my God, we're going to be sharing things. You know, I'm about to, my rent and bills are about to be halved. Yeah. And so I think while Carrie words it as a war between singles and couples, I would without doubt say there are privileges to being in a relationship. And sadly, there are privileges, the same privileges, even if you're in a bad relationship. Yeah. And I think that's something that this episode didn't pick up on, which is, you know, better to be single than in a bad relationship. And I think that's because at this stage, all four of the girls are single. Yeah. And um, although both, both Carrie and Charlotte step away from the boring man. Yeah. Charlotte, because he picked the wrong crockery. The wrong crockery. <laughs> but there's something there's something to be said for that. And one of the reasons I always so identified as a Carrie, if you will, was because she didn't settle. And, yeah. you know, I think we all have friends where we look at their disastrous, toxic relationships and think you are so scared of being single yeah. that you are hanging on to a dreadful relationship. Yeah. There are definitely privileges to being in relationships. And what you've, I hadn't actually, I think I now take it for granted. I'm one of those gross people because it's been a few years now. But undeniably, I mean, also just day to day privileges as well, like being hung, hung over, deathly hung over on a Sunday and having someone to make you a lasagna. Is that your hangover food? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I just want a tiny tuna sandwich. A lasagna or pita bread full of loads of butter and baked beans. <laughs> oh my God, that's dark. <laughs> is, that not, is that not the one? No, just a coffee and maybe a croissant, like um, a lasagna. So, God, that's so chic, a coffee and a croissant please, and a hangover. Please bring me a coffee and a croissant. Uh, we've got another terrible accent in this one, the Irish doorman. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> please, what does he say again? Like, please miss or something, I can't remember. <laughs> It's so lonely. It gets so lonely. It's so lonely. <laughs> now I have right. We need to check this. Can we make a note for much, <clears throat> much later? Can you remember the series four one where it's the first episode where Carrie has the birthday party that nobody turns yeah. up for? Yeah. And the bus boy keeps bringing over breadsticks. Yeah. And he goes, yes, miss. Great. I think it's the same <laughs> it's the actor. Same I really think it is. We'll have to make a note. If, Maybe if somebody's in... listening to this, can you please fact check? Because I think I've tried to Google it in the past and I so haven't it's the been Irish, able to the out. Irish door Charlotte's Irish doorman who's Samantha Pauls. Yeah. And then the waiter in series four, episode one. Um. Speaking roles for people of colour in this one? Zero. Zero. Yeah. Absolutely none again. Yeah. And I think, yeah, Work Charlotte was mostly here to talk about the, 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 the flashing. And there's no, there is no um, comeuppance for Peter and his no. dick. No. Um, Project U-Tree does not swing <laughs> in in the final scene and take him away, unfortunately. So in conclusion to Carrie's question, is there a war between... Does she say, is there a war? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I suppose there is. I think there is. War I, is I maybe a bit of an extreme word. But. War, war is a very evocative word. But um, while there are 
societal privileges for people in couples, then yes, there is a problem. The only thing I can possibly think of is you get a 25% discount on your council tax <laughs> as a single person. That's literally it. Well, I mean, even food, even food comes for couples. Oh, God, like you yeah. go to Marks and Spencer's and everything two, comes two. for two. Meal for two, yeah. Meal for two. And the amount of food I throw away is about to be halved when, when we move in together. So in summation, war is a very strong word. But certainly, Carrie is on to something. But not the war in Northern Ireland. Not the war in Northern Ireland. So brilliant. Thank you very much for joining us. We will be back next week when we will be watching um, Series 1, Episode 4, which is... Valley of the 20-something Guys. Valley of the 20-something Guys. So until next week, I have been Juno Dawson. I've been Dylan B. Jones. Dylan B. Jones, not the one from GQ. Not the GQ one. The one from QX. Yeah. Young Dylan Jones. (laughs) And um, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.